Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Yes, it's so good to be back with you today. We said in our last episode on how to break free from marital conflict that we were going to talk about the effects of resentment on intimacy. And listen, this is so important. This topic you'll hear about again and again, and I'm going to encourage you to listen to this episode twice because it is so important in relationships. You know, thanks for saying that, Stuart. It it is important. And like a lot of this content, uh, we believe, uh, just last night, we got uh, somebody reached out to us, one of our listeners, and we always love it when we hear things like this. This, this is what this person said, that they, they basically like summarized, you know, what they heard in one of our episodes. And then they talked about how they're trying to put legs on like what they heard, how to really manifest it in their own lives and in their marriages. So folks, please, by all means, uh, keep shooting that feedback to us. It's so good to hear stories of people really trying to apply what we believe is good and right when it comes to marriages. Oh, absolutely. That's so encouraging when we hear that people are actually taking action on the strategies that we share. So Mm -hmm. we hope that this blesses you that way too. And please, uh, one way that you can do that is by all means, uh, when, after you listen to a podcast episode, be sure to write a review about how it's impacting you right there on the platform and give it a review. Because what that does is it, it, expands like the listening audience because that you know apple podcasts and all those other uh, platforms will when there are reviews and those kinds of things engagement uh, they will make sure that even more people get exposed to it so help the red truck marriage podcast out by uh, making sure that you you give reviews and and uh, and ratings for it Uh, we would really appreciate that so so back to this topic of resentment. Um, I, I want to start by defining what resentment is. Um, you know, there's been so much written about resentment. Uh, there, there are studies, and my goodness, if you were to Google it, you would see all these different hits about different people's take on what resentment is, and also where it comes from and its effects on the person or persons that are holding the resentment and also the impact it has on relationships. Uh, in short, it's not simply the emotion of anger. Oftentimes when we think of resentment, we think anger because look, resentment has a cognitive aspect to it, uh, a thinking ex- um, um, aspect to it. 
And what we mean by that is our narrative drives the feeling of resentment. So whether the narrative is real or perceived, uh, for example, that we have been wronged or perpetrated against, like that's what really matters. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Like, so what am I saying? That resentment has a cognitive aspect to it, a narrative aspect to it. And that narrative is either perceived, irrational, or real. That is something that is rational and true. Yes. And, and David, you know, that sense of, of being wronged when you're dealing with resentment, it, it can be in the form of just feeling humiliated or or th- devalued, you know, being th- um, made to think mm-hmm. that you're less than, or even when you're ignored, it just comes out in so many different ways. And I think you're spot on with that, Stuart. And look, one thing we know for sure, resentment will serve as a great obstacle to having intimacy in your marriage. Yes. And that's why it's so important to talk about this today. What we know for sure is that no one is exempt for having to navigate resentment from time to time. We, we do it ourselves. The problem is where couples get into trouble is when this resentment doesn't get identified and not communicated and the feelings just get stored away, mm-hmm. get harbored. The resentment can't be removed without doing the work. That is so true. Like we used the phrase in our last episode, don't cheat the grind. You may want to go back to episode 20 and, and, uh, and hear that episode. Uh, we have to be intentional by doing the hard work. So you know what, Stuart? There is an upside <laughs> to resentment. And I'm going to tell our listeners what it is when we talk about the necessary action plan to removing resentment in our marriages. So as I said earlier, that the feeling of resentment has a cognitive aspect to it. It's either real or perceived thoughts. What do I really mean by real or perceived? For example, let me say it this way. Let's say one of our listeners is attempting as a parent to set boundaries with one of their children. All right. And their spouse chooses to disengage by, let's say, like getting up and walking into the other room. The parent who is trying to do the parenting, their narrative is, what they tell themselves is, he always wants me to look like the bad guy with our kids. Like, while he looks like the good guy. That is such a great example, because I know this happens a lot in marriages. But the key here is looking at the narrative, what you're telling yourself behind the resentment. Mm -hmm. It could be something Mm -hmm. else that drives the dad to go into the other room. Exactly. It may not be at all that they want to look like the good guy. Right. So it it may be um, more about disagreeing with the parenting style that they're seeing their wife or their husband use. And you know what? This requires a whole different narrative in a conversation, if that's the case. Well, yes. And now we're back to not cheating the grind. We're talking about doing the work. So before we get into the strategies for removing resentment, let's talk about some of the symptoms of resentment and and the consequences. The reason that you and I call it the number one marriage killer. Yes, that's a great idea. So, you know... um, 
I, let's start. I, I'd love to hear how you see that. Well, what I'm talking about is how to identify when resentment is is present. Mm-hmm. You know, if you find yourself in your daily relationship with your spouse that there is constant anger or a lot of silence, maybe there are very explosive moments over small mm-hmm. things, so the the reaction doesn't just doesn't match the situation or if if you find that you're withdrawing or you just have hopelessness about your relationship, you know, those are signs that you have resentment stored and it needs to be looked at. It could be that you have just checked out of the relationship or, or even gone beyond and having an affair. Those, those things certainly happen uh, when the resen- resentment is long term. Yes, that's, that's kind of the catastrophic, you know, uh, example uh, of what resentment can do. But, you know, it does begin. I think you're so right when... Oftentimes we just check out emotionally or even sexually because of the resentment that we're harboring. I I think that is so true. So the question is, how do we remove these feelings of resentment in marriage? Well, first and foremost, it has to be addressed. Mm -hmm. There frequently is a struggle with communicating about resentment. But the longer it goes, the more destructive it is to our relationships. Because mm-hmm. when we hold on to those feelings of resentment, we, you know, we become what I call co-conspirators to just continuing the disconnect. You you perpetuate yes. all of that. So we begin to treat our spouse aggressively or passive aggressively by trying to get back at them indir- indirectly. Yes. And in my mind that the passive aggressive behavior can really be the most destructive. It's things like um, withholding love or rejecting our partner's love or their kindness. Uh, It could be withholding forgiveness. Mm -hmm. These are kind of the, well, you get the picture. This is what this passive aggressive behavior looks like as a result of holding the resentment. Right, exactly. So let's talk about what we can do to break free from this. Mm. Well, I think, number one, it begins with calling it what it is. It's resentment. And, you know, one of the things that I find many times with with people um, is that oftentimes they struggle admitting that they are harboring resentment. It's almost like the notion of feeling resentment is shameful, mm-hmm. you know, um, versus seeing it as a very human but destructive condition. Uh, So that's number one, calling it what it is. Secondly, um, it's so important to look at the narrative behind the resentment. What is it that you're telling yourself? And uh, what is it it that you're telling yourself, I want to be clear, that is driving the resentment? And then asking the question, is it true? Like, are these self-statements like, she's totally disrespecting me, or he, he clearly doesn't value my opinion, or me as a person, or like in my parenting example, for, for example, um, she always wants to appear like the good guy with our children and leaves me out to dry. Like, are those self-statements true? So as I said earlier, there is an upside to resentment. See, when we look at the narrative that's driving the resentment, 
That is, take a look at my my self-talk behind this resentment. What it does is that it tells me what I value in a relationship the most. Oh, that's so important to understand. Yes, the things like partnership and parenting, maybe that's behind your your narrative or your self-talk or or just for example, in this situation, if a spouse tells a joke about you in public, well, maybe your resentment really reveals that you value not using negative humor publicly with our friends or family. Exactly. Or perhaps it's just about sharing the responsibilities around the the home. So it's so important to identify the truth behind your resentment yes. and to see if it's revealing those values. I, I love what you're saying. And I, I want to go back to like this, this parenting example. If I'm harboring resentment, if I feel resentment towards Stuart, because when I'm trying to parent, she walks out of the room, right? And leaves me high and dry looking like the bad guy. If that is my my self-talk, my narrative, then what that tells me, what that exposes, if you will, is that I value oneness in parenting. I value a one voice, right? Partnership when it comes to raising our children. And I just think that is so much of an upside. Oh, uh, it sure is. It sure is. But then let's talk about communicating that and how important that is to this process. Yeah. So when those values are identified, like what is it that I really value in relationships? Now it's time to communicate them to our spouse. So, so often, like I see with couples that they expect their spouse to just know <laughs> these things like, you know, or watch us mind read those things. Oh, we, we often expect that in our relationships, the mind reading part, and it just doesn't happen. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like every time I think I'm absolutely reading Stuart's mind, right? And I check out like what I believe she's thinking, generally I'm wrong. Right. Right. So (laughs) I'm not a mind reader. And look, if you are on the other end of a conversation, the listener that is listening to what your spouse is saying that is driving their resentment and therefore what it is that they value, it's important to receive that which you are hearing, like with the desire to understand them, like understand what's being said. Listen, go back to episode four and five of the Red Truck Marriage, um, and you'll it's it's on um, how to have great communication in marriage. Please do that because it will talk all about like listening for understanding. Remember, if we cheat the grind, that is, choose not to do that hard work, there is absolutely no way in our minds to experience God's best in marriage. This is so true for all of us. We really want you to hear this, that communicating all your thoughts about resentment is so important um, Mm. in your relationship. And the fact that you're actually feeling the resentment. There's no shame in that, as we said earlier. Right. And it's so human. 
And you know what, as we said in our previous episode, the antidote ultimately will be forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that forgiveness will release you from that bondage of resentment. And if both you and your spouse engage in that hard work of communication and then changing whatever behaviors need to be changed, then reconciliation or restoration will follow. No question. That oftentimes is the outcome of not cheating the grind, like doing that doing hard. hard work. Yeah. Um, so I want to leave you with this. I, I love the story in the Gospel of Luke uh, where Jesus visits uh, the home of Mary and Martha. Uh, he helped Martha look at the near narrative uh, behind her resentment. Uh, so it kind of went like this. You know, there he goes over to their house and Martha is like busy because there were going to be more people coming over later on that day. And so she was busy, like preparing, like, I guess, running the vacuum cleaner and cleaning up and, you know, doing all the things we do when we are going to have company. And there's Mary over there who is like in the living room, sitting with Jesus and talking And finally, you know, Martha says to Jesus, she's like, Jesus, would you please tell Mary to get up and help me? Like, there's a lot of things here going on. Um, You know what? Martha was feeling resentment. She was. Because her self-talk was, my goodness, she's over there hanging out, doing the thing I would love to be doing. And she's leaving me over here to do all the work. But then Jesus says to her, he goes, Martha, you're worried about so many things. And Mary, she's the one that's doing the right thing right now, like hanging out with me. And I don't want to take her from that. So my point to telling you that story is, you know, I I think it is proof that God can help us see what is going on with us in our relationships. He can help me see if if I sit in a quiet space and reflect and ask God to like be that voice in my ear to really reveal to me, one, what is it that I'm feeling? Like this this feeling that that, that doesn't serve me well. And then watch this. Also help me expose what is my narrative behind it? And, and frankly, deciding or discerning, which is one of my favorite power words, is what I'm telling myself true. Mm, what a great story right now. And, you know, I think my favorite part of that is that Martha felt so comfortable to engage Jesus right. <laughs> at that like, moment. Exactly. You know, she was probably, it was like, you know what? All right, Jesus is going to have my back on right. this. Like, will you please tell her to get up? Right. right? <laughs> but she started to communicate. That's good. Exactly. So that leads us right, in, leads us right into our call to actions. Uh, today, we want you to remember these things, to ask and do these things. Ask yourself, If resentment is behind the times that you are sensing some disconnect, and if you find that that's true, then look at the narrative behind those feelings. Ask, is it true? And then what values does my narrative expose? Mm -hmm. 
And finally, that'll take you to having a conversation about the resentment. Ask your spouse to enter into that conversation with you. And remember, it's not for the purpose of blaming, but it's for reconciliation and removing the resentment. Mm. And you know what, folks? When we have those hard conversations like that, instead of uh, avoiding them, you know, allow yourself to have this narrative that will give you hope that doing this hard work will result in a deeper, more satisfying relationship. I mean, Stuart and I were on a call not long ago with a couple, um, and we saw that in real life. Like they were doing this hard work and and frankly saying some things that were very, very hard Mm -hmm. for the other to hear. But what we saw was like a restoration right before our eyes. Like we, we saw this, this freedom that was, was being birthed, if you will. Right. And it came out of doing that hard work. You know, what you're describing is just another way to drive the red truck in our marriages today. It absolutely is. Bye for now. 